We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, we all know the Ravens hired Todd Munkin as their next offensive coordinator, but many people are now wondering why they took so long to name him when he was available weeks ago. Yeah, Sarah, and some fans put on their tin hats coming up with various theories as a result, but we've got the report that provides real answers. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Thursday, February 16th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. So the Ravens re-signed two defensive players, the short-term contract extensions on Wednesday, both of whom should serve as depth pieces for Baltimore in 2023. Plus, more common sense Lamar Jackson contract information that we already knew was dressed up with, quote, sources and presented as breaking news. We'll explain why, well, it's really not news at all. Stop us if you've heard that before. We have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So, Sarah, Ravens fans waited 27 days to find out who would be the newest offensive coordinator after the team, of course, parted ways with Greg Roman last month. That answer was provided Tuesday when Baltimore announced that two-time college football playoff champion Todd Munkin was the man for the job. But just as soon as that news was broken, another question popped up, and that's this. Why did it take so long for Baltimore to name Munkin? Yeah, well, Bobby, I can tell you this. We won't have to wait 27 days for this answer. Now, I know we've both personally gotten questions on social media about this from fans. And even some of the local Baltimore media had questions too. And I'll just give you two examples. There was Glenn Clark from Glenn Clark Radio. He tweeted, what I can't shake while I think Todd Munkin is a good hire is that they didn't have to wait this long to hire him. So why did they? What happened? And does it tell us something about Lamar Jackson? I'm not trying to be full tin foil hat, but just wondering, close quote. And then there's Tony Lombardi from Russell Street Report. He tweeted, quote, I like the Ravens hiring of Todd Munkin. Still, I'm curious why the Ravens waited until now to decide, close quote. And then, Bobby, it seems to me that the Athletics' Jeff Zrebeck also had a similar question. And it seems that way because he apparently asked it to his sources and 
He's the one who actually provided the answer. Of course, it's Jeff who got the answer, right? He's one of the few people who can get answers these days on Ravens dealings. But Sarah, I'm guessing it has something to do with Brian Johnson and or Eric Bieniemy. Is that correct? Yeah, you are obviously absolutely right. And I think that was always a safe assumption. Why else would John Harbaugh wait until after the Super Bowl to name his OC unless he wanted to talk to coaches from the Super Bowl teams? And according to Jeff, those two, those two guys are exactly who Harbs was targeting to just at least have talks with. Here's Jeff, his quote from his article from The Athletic, quote, Eagles quarterbacks coach Brian Johnson was a name high up on the Ravens list. However, when the Indianapolis Colts hired Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as their head coach, Johnson essentially became unavailable. He's expected to stay in Philadelphia with an expanded role. The Ravens were also interested in Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy, though, is still weighing his options and was noncommittal about the opportunity. Munkin had already pulled out of the Buccaneers offensive coordinator search and had made clear to Harbaugh that Baltimore was the NFL offensive coordinator job that he was interested in if he was going to leave Georgia. Ultimately, Harbaugh decided not to wait and made the decision to go with Munkin. Close quote from Jeff. Yeah, that all makes sense because as soon as Steichen got the Colts job, we knew Johnson was no longer a viable candidate anywhere outside of Philly. There's just no reason for him to leave a team that just went to the Super Bowl, right? And also, there was another report from Josina Anderson that said Georgia had been pressuring Munkin for a decision. So to me, it sounded like Harbs would have risked potentially losing Munkin had he waited around for Biennemi to make up his mind. Yeah, and Bobby, while we know now that Biennemi is now set to interview for the Washington Commander's offensive coordinator job, it's still unclear whether it'll be offered or if he even wants it. And by the way, side note for those that don't know, Greg Roman has also interviewed for that commander's offensive coordinator job. So Sarah, just to be clear, was there any candidate who we know did not accept the Baltimore job simply because they didn't want it? Maybe because of the uncertainty, obviously, at quarterback with Lamar's contract? Yeah, Bobby, that's that's a great question. Lots of people have it. And Jeff's report did not indicate that it was because of that. He didn't report anyone else got the offer first. And to be honest, looking at all the candidates that got second interviews, I'm just looking at those guys because they're the more serious ones if they got second interviews. Now, I personally doubt that they were offered the job and turn it down. And here's why. Let's look through them. Zach Robinson, he hasn't gotten a new job anywhere. Brian Angelico, he hasn't either. Justin Outen was just named the Titans running backs coach. That's a step down from OC. Only Dave Canales has gotten an offensive coordinator gig. And guess who it's with? It's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who originally offered that role to Todd Munkin and then settled on Canales only after Munkin turned them down to come to Baltimore. So to me, nobody seems to have better options than what they would have had had they gotten the offer in Baltimore, regardless of Lamar's status. Still to come here on The Vault, we'll dive into the significance of two contract extensions awarded to two members of Baltimore's defense on Wednesday. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Bobby, the Ravens announced two contract extensions on Wednesday. And while neither was the one that this fan base is anticipating... Both will definitely add to Baltimore's depth in two specific areas defensively. Yeah, we're talking about defensive end Brent Urban and cornerback Daryl Worley, who were both set to be free agents next month, Sarah. And instead, they both earn one-year deals to remain in Baltimore. And as you tweeted, I can't imagine each deal costing more than, I don't know, around a million. So in the football world, right, that's affordable and efficient, especially when bolstering a team's depth. Yeah, so take us through each signing and what it means for the Ravens' interior defensive line and then also that secondary. So in Brent Urban, first and foremost, you're keeping around a 31-year-old veteran who's in his second stint with the organization here in Baltimore, right, having been drafted out of Virginia back in 2014. In 2022, last season, Urban played 29% of the Ravens' defensive snaps, finishing with 21 tackles in 16 games played, of course, as Calais Campbell's primary backup. And Sarah, we know this. Urban 6'7", 300-plus pound frame, it's always going to be disruptive. As for Daryl Worley, the 27-year-old played in just eight games in 2022 due to a hamstring setback. And as a result, he bounced back and forth between the 53-man roster and practice squad for much of the year. Now, he saved his best for last. He finished with five tackles and two pass breakups in Baltimore's regular season finale against Cincinnati, and Worley flashed his physicality, laying the wood down several times, if you can remember, and he went head-to-head with Bengals star playmaker Jamar Chase. So, again, this is a depth ad, don't get me wrong, but that feels like a necessity every single year when it comes to Baltimore's secondary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely a necessity around here. And one thing we joked about offline, Bobby, even though it's totally true, is that we better get used to these kinds of signings, right? I mean, if the organization actually places its exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, ooh, cap space is going to be tight, and that's just the reality of it.
So, Sarah, there was a report, shall we say, that made the rounds on Twitter on Wednesday. And I put report in quotation marks, by the way, because I'm not buying that this article actually qualifies as a legitimate report. So, before I get on my soapbox, why don't you get on yours (laughs) and catch everyone up to speed? Okay, so Jordan Schultz of the score. And listen, I feel like I need to say this with everybody. We respect everybody as journalists. We don't always make the right decisions. Not everybody does. And we're all trying to figure out what's going on with Lamar Jackson. So disclaimer there, respect to Jordan Schultz. So anyway, Schultz of the score released the following breaking news. Quote, the Baltimore Ravens didn't provide full assurances that Lamar Jackson would return as the team's quarterback in 2023 while conducting offensive coordinator interviews Sources told Jordan Schultz, close quote. So that's the big breaking news, which in my mind is kind of silly because here's my question, Bobby. Why is a so-called source needed to break the news that a team didn't offer full assurances that a player would be back when he isn't even under contract? The Ravens are in no position to offer a full assurance on anything Lamar Jackson will do. He's a grown man, and he is looking for a certain contract that they clearly can't agree on these two sides. So who are the Ravens to give a full assurance on what Lamar Jackson will do? So this really isn't news. This is just another instance where the national media and their sources really don't have a clue as to what's going on between Lamar and the Ravens. So they put up an obvious common sense statement, slap sources on it, and pretend it's news. We saw the same thing last week with Ian Rappaport. Mike Garofolo and Tom Pelissero when they used a similar tactic over the weekend and they went over the tagging trade scenarios and slapped per sources on it and acted like it was news too. Yeah. So I did a video on this topic on my personal YouTube channel, Sarah, and you already know, <laughs> kind of hinted at it off the top. We are certainly in agreement, but just to play devil's advocate for a minute, I don't know, just for the purpose of this exercise, two questions. One, if you're a candidate wouldn't you want to know if Lamar's back, right? And two, if the Ravens can't give full assurance, does that mean they won't use the tag? Yeah, okay. So I think those are good questions because I've seen those too. And first off, yes, if I was a candidate, I would want to know if it's going to be Lamar or some free agent or a rookie quarterback under center. But the Ravens clearly aren't in a position to say which of those three it is. And if they tried to assure me, if I was a candidate, I'd be smart enough to know that they're just blowing hot air because until there's ink on that contract, they cannot assure me anything. Now, in regards to the tag, I still think the Ravens will use it if there's no long-term extension agreed to. But that doesn't mean Lamar won't hold out if they put a a tag on him. And that also doesn't mean that I'm actually predicting that he would hold out, but I certainly can't offer a full assurance that he won't. And before we fly, some other quick news items beginning with this regarding former Ravens defensive coordinator Rex Ryan. He has reportedly emerged as a top candidate for the Denver Broncos DC opening. Of course, Ryan has been working on ESPN as an analyst since being let go by the Bills in 2016. Elsewhere, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley has officially applied to the NFL to be reinstated from his indefinite suspension for gambling and finally the Dolphins officially announced the hiring of former Broncos head coach Vic Fangio as their new defensive coordinator 
Miami is one of Baltimore's home games on its still-to-be-finalized 2023 schedule. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We create our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com backslash Ravens Vault podcast. Now, as you know, Bobby and I have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. So with your membership support, you'll help us keep churning out daily Ravens content, hopefully for years to come. And a special shout out to our newest patron, Toei Faree. Hopefully I didn't botch that. She literally sent us, Sarah, like a specific pronunciation guide through Patreon. So we appreciate (laughs) that. And we would also love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today, but we'll be back on Friday with the Ravens news you need to know.